It is time for what I am naming Sugar Baby Stories from the Vault. We're going to go back in time starting with my very first sugar arrangement lead. And we're just going to go through some of the stories I have never told before that I've picked up across the years. And some of them are going to be good. Some of them are going to be bad. Some of them are going to be pretty funny. Some of them are going to be ugly. All right. So buckle up because these stories are, I don't think, I don't think you're going to see any of them coming really. Let's start with my very first ever sugar arrangement lead. So keep in mind, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what it means to be a sugar baby. I don't know what normal protocol is. I don't know anything. This was six to seven years ago. And six to seven years ago, let me tell you, it was different. There was no information out there of how to be a sugar baby. What does the actual process work? I think Sinking Arrangements had a couple articles out there or there were a couple articles like interviewing sugar babies, but it was all the same thing. It was all pretending like they all work a certain way and it's totally just like normal dating. And obviously it's it's not. So I had nothing to go off of. All right, so picture innocent little like freshman in college Ellie who doesn't know anything about this world and I match with a daddy on seeking arrangements and he really takes control of the conversation and he asks me for my number so he can call me and we can discuss the arrangement now you guys I have what I consider phone anxiety so some of you are going to totally relate with what this is and some of you are going to be like that's fucking dumb dude get over it I get super anxious and stressed out about talking on the phone with anyone like literally I hate phone calls I hate phone calls unless we're super close and like it doesn't matter I'm gonna be stressed out for a phone call I get stressed out ordering food for pickup I get stressed out for work calls literally everything I just I don't like that I don't like it this is coming from somebody who literally had a job calling people for years, right? But I still have it. It will never go away. It's just something I've had to learn how to deal with. Anyway, six to seven year uh, years ago, little freshman in college me was like almost ready to throw like the toss in the towel and be done with sugar altogether just because I had to talk on the phone with this guy. But anyway, I decided to deal with it. I decided it was going to be a mature moment and I was going to talk to this older man who wanted to have sexual experiences with me and give me money on an allowance basis and I was just like oh my god you can tell like I was freaking the fuck out but anyway he calls me and we talk for probably 20 minutes like I didn't I just assumed that this was normal <laughs> at the time but he asked me all sorts of questions like mostly surrounding had I ever done something like this before am I serious about this am I actually going to show up you know it was a very intense phone call and then he pitches how this arrangement is going to work he had it all figured out let me tell you his deal was 2000 a month we would meet for one weekend that's it one weekend a month for two thousand dollars okay and how we were going to know if it was going to work out was the first date we would meet at a restaurant we'd have our meal 
at the end of the restaurant he's like i will give you a designer bag that you choose you pick out before we we have this date i'll buy it for you at the end of the dinner i will give you this designer handbag and inside is the room key we will part ways without talking more about this i will go to the room and if you decide you want to do this arrangement you can join me <laughs> what guys i have never run into anything like this again in the like seven years now seven years that i <laughs> have been on seeking not once this is a fucking wild card okay wild card and this is the first arrangement lead i ever had this is the first one i ever was like huh okay and that's exactly that's exactly what I did little baby me did not recognize any of the red flags little baby me was like oh that's totally safe that's totally fine yeah sure I'll do it now of course I was terrified and like scared but I just figured that's the name of the game (laughs) so I agreed to this and he was like awesome we're gonna text while decide the details we'll decide the weekend and the restaurant and everything over text which is a very weird thing to do after calling and talking to somebody on the phone for 20 minutes but anyway that's what he went with and then the not surprising part of this story is that the texting conversation began to escalate this part this part is not surprising to me at all and how it ends is not surprising to me at all what is crazy to me is the proposed date for one a whole weekend only once a month two thousand dollar allowance a month and what's the whole fucking deal with the bag and the room key and like the hush hush low key shit like that's just so odd to me i've never i've never heard of anything like that again but maybe it's super common for some people i don't know (laughs) not for me not in my seven years anyway After that, he starts to escalate the texting conversations into very, very sexual. And he tries to lure me into hardcore texting, nudes, sexting, like all of it, all of it. And seven years ago, you guys, I was not good at sexting. I don't even think I've gotten very far today. I'm still very not good at it. I'm terrible at it like you can sext me and I'll masturbate and enjoy it but like as far as (laughs) me sending stuff oh I'm so bad so like obviously seven years ago I was like that's a big nope for me and at the point where he asked me if I like rimming and I'm like I've never done it before and he's like well you're gonna do it on our date I was like "Mm." (laughs) I don't know about this anymore. I don't know. But, but little, little me was like, yeah, but like, if this is how it works, this is how it works. I gotta stay with it. This is what I want to be a sugar baby. Well, thank God your girl did not get kidnapped um, because he ghosted me, which thinking back, like totally not surprising. This guy was just trying to get some action over texting at least from what i can tell 
but I really don't have like a positive thing to say or like I don't I don't have like a full-on assessment of what happened here it was such a strange experience and such an outlier from anything I have done in the sugar baby sugar dating world since that it's just like kind of remained this little shining star in the back of my mind of like this just wild scenario wild scenario so but I kind of want to go back through that just very quickly because if you run into this situation remember the big red flags there mostly are just how weird it is and how uncommon it is and so for somebody like me back then I didn't know how uncommon that was or how weird that was so it would have been harder for me to recognize that one the other one is he was offering way too much for not having met me the idea that he was going to buy me any designer handbag that I want and then just give it to me at the end of dinner uh no strings attached is not that's that's not heard of that doesn't really happen but uh yeah so there were a bunch of red flags the biggest red flag though honestly you guys is just that it felt very strange and weird and the fact that he kept pushing to escalate and escalate and escalate everything sexually on the texting so there are probably more uh red flags there but that's the biggest biggest one and yeah we're gonna move we're gonna move to a story too which just for me is an example of why you should always trust your gut in these things and it's a pretty short story there's not a lot of beef to this but I do think that it's a good one just to show like hey you can do whatever you want in these situations you never have never feel obligated to give anyone anything or even show up and this is one of those examples so I matched with a guy seeking arrangement we chatted for a while set a date to meet for coffee and to get to know each other and the day of our coffee date rolls around and he wanted to call me why is it always the people who want to call you are the fucking weird ones anyway so he wanted to call me and I'm like okay whatever so he calls me and this guy starts going off we haven't met yet just clarifying that so recap we haven't met we're supposed to meet for coffee and get to know each other that day no he wants to call me so he calls me and then he starts being rude as hell so he starts demanding to know that like hey I'm actually gonna show up right because you know he has been stood up so many times from girls on the site before and he's basically just started taking out all of his anger about women from seeking arrangements in his history on me in that phone call and I was like okay this is unnecessary first first of all but then at the end of our conversation he had entirely lost me until he was very firmly he's like yeah and do not be late I do not put up with people being late to things and I was like wow wow okay and I like explained to him that I'm not generally late uh I try really hard not to be late if I'm going to be late I communicate that I'm going to be late uh I will always tell what's going on but also do be aware that I don't have personal transportation right now and I'm taking public transportation and I can't control at all of these events and so if I'm a little late I would appreciate him understanding and being flexible about that and he he did not bite he did not like that or take that well at all and in that moment that that moment is when he lost me and I told him you know actually 
I think this phone call has told me all I need to know about you. I am no longer interested. Goodbye. I hung up and we never talked again, honestly. The reason I tell you that story, it's not a very entertaining story, but it's a good story about how, you know, if somebody's being rude or making you uncomfortable or even not doing anything wrong and you're just not feeling it, you just don't want to, even a tiny, tiny, tiny bit, you don't have to. Just tell them goodbye and leave and leave it at that. Everybody wins, honestly, because it's better to just end things before you meet, before anything, any feelings are involved, any money is involved, anything at all. It's better to just end things there and part ways there. And you don't owe anyone anything. And always remember that. So that's why I tell that story. Story number three is one that I really debated whether or not I should put in or not. Obviously, I chose yes, simply because I feel like maybe it might help another person say no or like trust their gut better in these situations. But basically, a sugar daddy gave me chlamydia. All right, so he seemed really nice. He seemed really sweet the first, I think, two times that we hung out. And we didn't do a whole lot. It was pretty chill. But then we went on a date and he was being weird and he was being super super rude to service staff he was putting us in situations that made me super uncomfortable and not giving a care in the world that we were somewhere we were not wanted and it was just on awkward as hell night so anyway (laughs) that's not a situation I like to be in however it was a situation where technically I could have left and I could have gotten out of but it was one of those things that it was easier not to. It was easier to abide my time and just get out at the end of it. Just whatever, you know, there are worse things than being a little bit awkward because the person you're with is being rude. Well, turns out that him being rude to those people was a really big red flag and I should have gotten myself out sooner because we got back to the hotel and I had had a lot to drink that night. In order to be around him and not want to kill myself, I drank a lot of alcohol. And this meant that I was very drunk when we got to the hotel. And this meant that he felt um, even more entitled with me than he should have. And I was asking and asking and asking him to use a condom. But he did that thing that jerks do when they don't care about you and they don't respect you and they don't want to wear a condom where they grab the condom and they very slowly kind of bring it towards them and very slowly kind of take it out the package and and very slowly kind of act like they're going to put it on and and all the while that they're very slowly doing this they're rubbing their bare naked hard cock all over your vagina like vulva and they're dipping the tip in and giving you chlamydia <laughs> and then they put it on you know after the damage is already done because you demand it and for a long time i wasn't going to tell like the story or anything because it felt really gross to me and i felt really gross about it and i kind of blamed myself I felt like maybe I could have stood up for myself more or stopped it sooner and it just seemed like such a really fucking quick thing you know it didn't take long like why why didn't I just like 
scooch away or like why didn't I why 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 but anyway the moral of the story is well first of all it it wasn't my fault I did not give my consent for that and you know there's always something that you tell yourself you could have done differently to have avoided a situation there's always that that could happen but the moral of the story is listen to your gut and look at red flags and don't put yourself in these situations if you can foresee them coming you can't always but and and you can't blame yourself when they do happen but um especially with sugar arrangements and sugar dating a lot of times these people feel really entitled and a lot of times they feel like they can do more because there's money involved and it's just part of the game and it's horrible that doesn't make it okay but the truth of this is that they they typically just do feel more entitled than your average date or average hookup or, or anything like that. Although I've had this this exact situation happen with a totally non-sugar arrangement and deal. It do, it's not only that demographic, but I do think it happens more frequently within sugar. So if you have a bad gut feeling or they're being rude or they're disrespecting you outside of the bedroom, there's a very high chance they're going to bring it into the bedroom. So just keep that in mind and um, protect yourself. Um, but we're going to go to story number four <laughs> and because I'm very excited for this one. I like to call this guy cocaine daddy. Oh yeah, we're going there. All right. So I met this incredibly entitled dad, daddy one time who wasn't anything that I felt I couldn't handle. However, <laughs> we met up for coffee and I could tell he was a little entitled, but I also felt he was harmless. And he totally ended up being harmless, by the way. So the next time we met up, he seemed very unsure about an arrangement or setting up an arrangement. So the next time, he just wanted to get together and chat again. And I went to his place, his house. I get in and he asks if I want anything. And then he quickly, quickly says, oh, I don't drink though, so I don't have any alcohol. I do have Coke though. <laughs> my innocent, my dumb little innocent self thought he meant soda. <laughs> Straight up, totally thought he just meant soda. I mean, we were in the kitchen. I, I was thinking he was offering me a drink, a water, a Coke you know, sorry, I don't have any beer. <laughs> I didn't connect the dots until he straight up snorted a line. So I said I would just like some water. <laughs> anyway, so then, so then he snorts a line and we sit on the couch and I proceed to spend the next two hours talking about sexual exploration, what his interests were. I explained what certain sexual acts were to him. I explained polyamory. I explained open relationships. And I kind of, you know, nudged him in the direction of accepting his own sexuality and interests. <laughs> and, uh, you know, finally, eventually, after two hours of this and taking the BDSM.org test and, like, going through those results and... And then going back and forth and going into like, well, but how can polyamory deal with this? And oh, like, well, you know, in my, I mean, I got married and this is just what you did. Oh my God. For two, for two hours, 
I coached this man. And then I asked him finally about where we should really talk about like an arrangement because that's kind of why I'm here. And he brings up wanting what I can't give him like full straight on because he wanted a full ass relationship. He wanted me to live with him basically and break up with (laughs) with Andrew. And I'm like, all right, good for you. You can keep looking for this. That's not me. I've been very clear about what I can offer. I've been very clear about my needs. Good day. And he's like, well, well, wait, okay, you can't give me a full relationship, but I'm I'm really interested in, in hanging out with you and, and sexually exploring with you. And how about 200 a date? Um, since, you know, you can't break up with your boyfriend and spend your entire life here with me. And I'm like thank you uh no (laughs) and I leave this man proceeds oh and he had done like another line within that two hours (laughs) by the way I figure I should should bring that up because I do call him cocaine daddy anyway he proceeds to text me like every day multiple times a day over the course of the next couple weeks about how he wanted a sexual interaction with me and how he wants an arrangement and how maybe we can just figure something else out we just need to talk more and you guys you guys this is just not (laughs) not for me a the cocaine (laughs) is a red flag for me b his entitlement was a red flag for me. See, the fact that I spent two hours talking to this man about sexuality, there's nothing wrong with that, I want to say. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I was happy to do it. I enjoy those conversations. But the fact that he turned it around into being, I want a sexual interaction with you, that's that's what kind of like makes me cringe and like chuckle about this he's like well how about 200 for a date and we had been very clear I had been very clear about like how I go about arrangements and that an allowance is no longer like where I'm at in life an allowance is not super important to me however I do have standards and 200 is not up to my standards I am not an escort for $200 a pop that's not how I work that's not that's not me I want to actually get along and have chemistry with you and go do fun things go out do stuff and have an intimate side of the relationship like I want it all give give it to me give it all give it all to me I don't want to show up at your place for (laughs) a sexual interaction for $200 thanks all right so (laughs) story number six number five we're on five right story number five Previously, throughout my life, I wasn't going to tell anybody about this because I felt like it would be difficult to do correctly and do right and not kind of embarrass the person or not use this as like a comedy thing. And I'm still not using it as a comedy thing, but it is a story. It's definitely a story. 
So I was on a date with probably the biggest sweetheart I've ever met on Seeking, by the way. And then we got back to the hotel. We're having a really wholesome sexual interaction. I was riding him. He comes. And his eyes go wide. I look down and I see a lot. Like a fuck ton of blood. A lot of blood. Obviously, my mind starts, like, going crazy. I'm wondering what just happened. Did I just start my period? No, it's not that time. I do not bleed that much. And the blood was, like, it wasn't period blood. This was, like, rich, dark blood. Okay? This was different. (laughs) Very, very different. So then I'm like, oh, my God, did something go wrong with, like, my IUD? no because I felt perfectly fine everything felt good and healthy and I was like there's no way that this came from me there's no way that this came from me all the while I'm like keeping my cool not freaking out cleaning up trying to like get him towels like we're we're talking and then and he's like could this possibly be your period and I'm like no this this is super irregular I I really don't know what's what's happened and he's like well this has happened to me before. It's just been a really long time. It must be me. And it's called superficial penile dorsal vein rupture. It is, he had a, a vein in his penis rupture while we were having sex. And let me tell you, horrifying. I mean, terrifying. I mean, you fucking, you're fucking you're fucking and then there's just blood everywhere and you know I am really glad I don't have a hard time with blood because otherwise this experience would have been very different but I mean I kept my cool and I explained to him that it's not a big deal everybody's okay like that was my biggest thing is he was okay I was okay nobody was hurt right but it's still a very very gross 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 situation there's a big reason why I don't tell people about this but it's something that happened and you know like it's you know we never saw each other again after that I felt really bad he was super embarrassed and he felt terrible he was such a sweetheart I totally would have seen him again but talk about horrifying like terrifying experience and if you're ever if you're somebody who this this has happened to you or you've been with somebody who's this happened to you like you know that it's not the end of the world you know it's not horrible but there is a lot of fucking blood right like oh my god there's so much anyway story number five we're moving on this is the last one we're gonna end on a light happy funny note all right i promise i know all these stories are like not great but that's the thing with sugar dating is like most of the time if it ends or if something happens it's not great you know what i mean like most of these things not something that you would choose (laughs) we'll just put it that way but let's lighten the mood all right this isn't actually like a full-blown story it's just like a comment that happened that to this day i think is absolutely fucking hilarious uh so i'll never forget this i went on a on a date i had dinner with a sugar daddy and this is the sugar daddy who always liked to fuck first okay so to recap i had just fucked this guy and now we're out to dinner with him and our sweet sweet innocent waitress refers to me 
as his daughter. <laughs> he got instantly upset and I got instantly cracked the fuck up. You guys, it was so bad. I was having such a hard time not laughing. I found the situation absolutely hilarious. Super comical. Super funny. So super fucking funny. Thankfully, you know, I hid my humor and managed to defuse the situation, but I'm not gonna lie, to this day, I think that's the funniest thing that's ever happened to me on a sugar date, ever, of all time, hilarious, so that's how we're gonna leave this episode, you guys, I'm sorry that it started raining while I was recording this, that's probably super annoying to be listening to, but thank you so much for tuning in, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sugar Pussy, as always, click that subscribe button, Apple listeners, I would love a rate and review from you guys, as you guys know, I've switched to Anchor, that little happy ad at the beginning. Also, the thing with Anchor, though, you guys, is you can support me on a monthly basis if you so choose. There is a link at the bottom of my show notes. If you have not already, go follow my Instagram at sugarpostpod or my personal page at its.le.ray on Instagram. On Twitter, I am at its underscore Ellie Ray. This was Sugar Pussy. I am your host, Ellie Ray. I'll see you next week.